Welcome to another episode of Sister Sister. The purpose of this podcast is to highlight other sisters, aka black women, who are doing their things in their business, through their passions, their talents, and gifts to uplift their communities and to make an impact in their communities, in their current and their future states. So get a snack, get a notepad, because you are bound to hear some truth and enjoy this podcast. Okay, so hey everyone, we are here on our kickoff of Sister Sister, and as you all know, I'm C. Renee, also Carmen Renee, and I am the founder of Train with C. Renee, where we focus on our mind, body, and spirit, and I also just launched my newfound baby, Sister Sister, and we have my girl, Sierra Bowers, here kicking off the first episode, so I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself. My name is Sierra Bowers. I am um, the current founder and creator of the She Speaks blog and podcast. And I'm also the creator of the Silent Remedy collection in the Sierra brand. And um, just to kind of give a backstory, I am also a fifth grade educator. Um, I teach ELA and social studies. So that is a little info about me. Cool, cool, cool. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about everything from faith to education to self-empowerment. And so before we get into all of that, we're going to start with like a little icebreaker. And I got a few questions just to, you know, lighten up the mood. She doesn't know what they are, though. But <laughs> So first question with everything going on, would you go back to 2019 or would you go to 2021? Which one would you pick? Definitely 2021. Um, just because 2019 was a very hard year for me. Mm -hmm. um, that was when I was in the midst of trying to graduate. That was my last semester of college. Mm -hmm. um, I was in a bad relationship. Like everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. And it was also. Um, the end of 2019, I was going to my first year of teaching. Mm -hmm. So everything was just transition, transition, transition. And I had to get adjusted to new things. And I didn't like that. But um, I feel like there's always room for growth. And I try not to take L's. I try to learn, you know, lessons from what I go through. But I would definitely more so want to kind of fast forward to 2001, not really necessarily repeat 2019. Got you. I feel like I will also fast forward into 2021. Even though 2019 has some good stuff, you always just want to, you know, go on with the future. Okay, so in this pandemic, everything is like really been like shifting and changing. Like the way of life has just become like not even normal. And so... What are one of the like pandemic alterations or changes do you think should be kept after all of this is over? I think sanitation. I think it just really made me question like, you know, why weren't we sanitizing things before? Like why wasn't stores or um, uh, football stadiums and things like, why weren't they sanitizing mm -hmm. like how we are now as, as frequently as we are now, but, um, I just think that should be kept. Um, 
not somewhere to distance in. I guess you can't really come because I can go into the store now and somebody would be six inches behind me, let alone six feet. So I can't really control that. But I feel as though um, we should definitely keep the sanitation in place, even if this goes away or goes down. I feel like we should have been sanitizing the way we are now. So I feel like that that can kind of stay where it is. I can agree with that. Also, they need to keep the curbside, all of that. They need to keep Yes, it. yes, most definitely. It's so convenient, so we need to keep that. Okay, so on the topic of pandemic, how have you been navigating this pandemic? Like, how's it been going for you with everything? Being an educator, being young, like, how was the pandemic for you? It's an everyday unknown. You don't know what's going to happen, what's going to be said. Um, it's just... It's living in the unknown. I'm someone where I'm used to, I like to have plan A, plan B, plan C. I like to know what's going to happen, what it's mm -hmm. going to look like. And it's just, it's just the season of unknown. Like you don't know how tomorrow's going to look like, how next week is going to look like, even how the end of the day is going to look like. And so um, it's just been stressful to the max, especially with being an educator. Mm -hmm. um, more so, I see there's pros and cons of e-learning like I see half of my students it really works for them because they get to work at their own pace in their own learning environment versus some they're like I'm at home I'm chilling I don't care what assignments you have laid out and so um but I think real realistically we need, need to give these students a break because this started back in March so they've pretty much been out of school since March so we can't just expect them to okay, you're in this new grade, you should know everything. But um, more so with being, how can I say this? With it being mandated for us to go back physically, mm -hmm. I'm really not worried about my health, even though I should. It's more so, I don't wanna risk my students because I have a lot of students, they live with their grandparents, they live with you know different types of environments mm -hmm. and I would hate to risk them and their help just for the sake of saying, oh, we went back. And it's like, okay, I just, I don't want to, I'm concerned about my health, but I'm more so concerned about my students' health. Right. Very, very true. And so we know this is election season. <laughs> and before we get into all the topics I have to ask, okay. how do you feel about this election? Because honestly, I'm tired and I'm just ready for it to be over. Uh, oh, I'm amen to that. I'm not going to lie. I am tired. It's like, okay, I already have my voter's ID. If I get one more thing or open, I can open every social media app. And it's like, have you registered? Have you done this? It's oh like, registered. But I have voted. <laughs> it's like, exactly. But I'm also encouraged because I feel like it's an uprising that we haven't really seen before as far as mm -hmm. people our age voting, um, people my mom and my parents' age voting and getting educated. But um, I think the biggest thing, or my biggest frustration personally with voting is, okay, who's on the ballot? I mean, the ballot, what do they represent? Like, what values do they have or not have? And um, I think just with being young, so many, we kind of get bashed for, oh, they don't vote and they don't, they're not educated on what's going on. Not to say we aren't educated, but sometimes it's like, 
can you sit us down and break it down uh this this and this and you know why is this occurring or how how will it be a domino effect to you know our state officials or what's going on on a state level and so um, one thing that really helped me is I'm a part of the South Carolina Education Association mm-hmm. and they send out a um, it's a pamphlet and they don't tell you to like go vote for you know this person but they kind of give a suggestion of okay if you look at where you are as far as your county this might be someone you want to vote on just with what they represent as far as you know, education and other things but personally, that helped me because that made me more aware of, okay, the Senate and the Congress and all these people I need to vote for that I wasn't really aware of before. Right. And so um, I'm excited, but I'm anxious as well. Um, it's just, it's unknown and I don't like the unknown, but at this point, we just got to go with the flow because that's all we can do. I definitely agree because I went to vote this past week and not that I expected it just to be presidents on there, but she gave me the balance. She's like, it's running back, make sure you vote. I was like, running back, like <laughs> who's on here? Like, this is a lot. <laughs> and so, but one thing my school does that helps um, SGA, they usually put together similar, like what you just said about the pamphlet and they just kind of break down in lame's terms, like what the person is represented and all that kind of stuff so that's really helped me but yeah I just didn't expect it to be running back I was like oh wow like we have to go for all this now (laughs) all right so we're going to go ahead and get to our Q&A and our first topic of discussion is faith and so with the pandemic how have you kept your faith strong throughout the pandemic prayer Prayer. prayer. It's not even funny. I could be in the midst of teaching. I have to turn my camera off and mute myself and have a whole come to Jesus moment and just sit down and like meditate. And I think that's the biggest thing of just having faith. Sometimes regardless of where you are, you just have to stop and kind of get a survey of what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. But I would say the biggest thing is well, honestly, see, I'm going to give a little backstory. I have faith tattooed on my shoulder. Uh-huh. And I feel like a lot of us get things tattooed on our on us without really knowing the full extent of how much it means. And so one day I was like, okay, what does faith actually mean? Or what does faith mean to me? And I think um, it means that you, you trust the process or you trust the season that you're in, regardless of what tomorrow's going to look like regardless of what might happen, um, regardless of who might support you or who might not support you. But the biggest thing that has kept me going is definitely God. And, um, but most so more, more important, well, not more importantly, but um, a quote, because my favorite person in the world is Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. And a quote that always sticks with me that she says, is she says, every storm will run out of rain. And so I just keep that in the back of my head, like, okay, what we're going through is temporary. You know, any season that I'm in, the storm will end and the rain will end. And so that's kind of been my biggest thing of, no, we don't know what tomorrow looks like, but I can just live in the present and get done what I need to get done now. And hopefully that'll make an impact tomorrow. Right. I also think one thing, at least for me, like keeping my faith strong, like when we, when they kicked us out of school and was like, yeah, it's no more school, y'all gotta go home. I was like, 
okay and that's when my business was first kicking off and so I feel like coming home and like everything is shut down like you can't go anywhere so it's like all your distractions all the things that you would kind of like put God to the side for a little bit because you can go out and do this do that like it was all shut down so it was just like I had no choice but to be in full communion with God like praying in church online like all that kind of stuff so I think that really helped me stand strong just to get a different perception of God in like this situation because I I knew nothing like (laughs) I was like when is stuff gonna open am I gonna go back to school am I even gonna go back to school because I just don't do this online stuff like I even told my parents like I will drop out if we have to do another semester online like (laughs) I can't but without God I just I probably won't be recording this right now because (laughs) I would be out of here (laughs) and um I know you talked about um you kind of gave like a little story about, um, you know, you and the She Speaks, and I want to just accord that to your faith. So how do you think your faith has like increased or even been tested in starting, not even that, but just your whole brand in general? Um, I would say it kind of ties into two things. Um, my my go-to quote is live with purpose and live on purpose. Mm-hmm. And what that means to me is every day I wake up, I should live with a purpose, like knowing I'm going after something or know that, you know, today wasn't promised. And if I was woken up today, like that's a sign that I need to wake up with purpose. And then um, just living on purpose. Um, I'm someone who at a young age, I tried committing suicide. And my biggest thing um, with um, suicide prevention and mental health I realized as an educator, things that I went through in high school, late middle school, these kids are going through in third, fourth, and fifth grade, if not before. And so I even tell my students or anyone who has, who are thinking about doing it or has been through it, my biggest thing is why would you in your life and be six feet under whenever that problem or that person gets to continue living their best life, not even, like you're not even a thought to them. So why would you give them that power of continuing to live on purpose whenever you aren't living, you know, your purpose? And I just feel like, you know, for anybody that may feel like they don't have anyone, if anything, I tell everybody, live for yourself at the end of the day, because everything and everybody else will fail you. Mm-hmm. But the main thing with that is just, well, with the She Speaks, it showed me to strive for progress and not perfection, because sometimes I get to zone in and analyze, like, I have to have this, I need to talk to this person, this needs, this flight looks like this, and it just really showed me um, to be consistent in what I do, regardless of how many people are listening, regardless of how many people it reaches, but, um, because even, even with days where I don't feel like posting, I don't feel like recording, there are times where, like, okay, God, like, bump how you feeling, Somebody need to listen to what you have to say or need to listen to whoever you has, has as a guest speaker. They need to hear what you have to say. So that's just really encouraged me to um, let other people's truth be heard, regardless of how we're feeling in the moment, because you never know. You could be the only light in a person's darkness, regardless of that day or that season. And so I just think, you know, everyone's truth should be heard. And um, I recently did an episode with um, my good friend, Ashley Wright, on um, perplex glass within broken mirrors. 
in that whole episode, it was just pretty much about how on the outside, we have this puzzle put together portray of ourselves that we kind of walk around like everything's okay and everything's fine when on the inside we're really broken so like my biggest thing is like what's the purpose of everyone silencing their truth if all of us are just walking around broken so I tell anyone regardless of if you think your story is interesting or pulling to people you never know how you could help someone by just explaining and sharing your truth and saying I went through this or I did this it will shock you how many people yeah. will like amen to like what you're going through that you would have never thought other people were going through and so I think my biggest thing is you know live with purpose live on purpose but most importantly don't be afraid to share your truth because you could shed light and be a light for someone in the midst of their darkness just like how someone may have uplifted you whenever you were down so mm-hmm. That's good. That um, brought two things in my head. One, when you're talking about being consistent, that was something I really struggled with because it was like, okay, I'm going to step out and I'm going to do this. I post one thing and then, you know, like nothing happens, you know, maybe like five or six people will see my stuff and I'm just like, okay. But then it's like, girl, you only posting like once every yes. X, Y, and Z. So yeah. it's just like, you have to be consistent, even if nobody's watching, like you have to, you have to believe in your business and your brand. Yeah. more than the people that you're trying to attract and so that thought of that and also um what were you saying you were talking about how um just speaking your truth and everything and I've heard through these classes I'm taking um at the church I attend here in Greensboro um they were just talking about how when you're not obedient and you don't produce that fruit on your own tree like the fruit is not for you but it's for other people to like pick off of and how like you could be somebody could be missing their healing somebody could be missing their only opportunity to even know who Jesus is if you're not obedient and so I actually thought of that as well so that's really good I think my biggest lesson with 2020 and especially this podcast that I do is God Mm -hmm. gave me the biggest wake-up call of Sierra people are not going to understand what I'm doing within you and it it hurts sometimes because you expect like enemies or random people to kind of bash you. But sometimes like people close to you, like family and friends will be like, no, hold up. I don't think, I don't know. You think like, like, why are you doing that? Or that's maybe that's something that you shouldn't do. But I'm the type of person, if I prayed on it and God told me to move, I don't care if you understand or not. Like it's not for you to understand. It's for his glory, not yours. So, you know, my biggest thing is, you know, don't, and it, it's an everyday process because sometimes I, the way I move or approach things, I'm like, ooh, like, how will that person react to this? Or what will they think? Or what will they say? And it just really showed me, like, people going to talk anyway. So, you know, and it's not for them to understand, especially if it's something that God has called you to. As long as you and him good and you know your purpose and plan in him, it's not for other people to understand. If they want to come along on the ride, that's fine. But if not, then I'm sorry. We're just going to have to keep on going because. That's so true. And that's so crazy you said that because I was listening to uh, Michael Todd this morning and he was talking about how how we are so worried about what people might say about our purpose or what God has called us to do. But like, you just have to step out and do that. You might have to leave them, but ultimately your purpose and that thing God is calling you to do could come back and actually save them and actually help them. And so if they can't get with it, then they got to go. It's just, that's what it is. 
And you actually wrapped up the faith section. Come on, speaking. All right, now we're going to transition into education. And so with you being, I mean, I, I think we can say we're in the same generation, you know, like a little, like, like a little, you, you ain't that old. But um, how do you think, well, in our generation and in everything that's going on right now, why do you think education is like so, so important? It's just, when actually being in education, I realized how systematic and political education is. Because when I kid you not, <laughs> my students are the only reason why I go to work every day. Outside of them and their education, it's, it's so overwhelming and stressful because education and teachers and educators, they can be so demised and degraded, but, and I always try to break this down to people. We always uplift doctors and lawyers, but it took a teacher and professors to get them where they are. It's like, you wouldn't even know how to read or write, let alone get a degree, let alone be a doctor or a lawyer or anything. But yet we're the most underpaid, the least valued, the most overlooked. And it's, it's ooh, if you don't have a passion for it, I'm telling you, it's, it can be very overwhelming. But um, I would say I have the most rewarding job because even outside of academics, there are conversations that me and my students have that are so transformative and so educational that, you know, they would never really have, you know, outside of that. But it's, it's an everyday process. But I think with everything that's going on, it's really causing people to somewhat value education because they're realizing, oh, you had my child from seven, eight o'clock to about three, four o'clock, you got to deal with this. Yeah, on a daily basis. <laughs> right. But um, I still think there's a lot of work to do in education, but um, it's, it has a lot of work to do. I'm just, I'm just saying that. That kind of goes into the next question. Like with this whole pandemic, like education, like how it, like just the face of education is just like, like now it's not even textbooks in class, it's Zoom. <laughs> and I know we're all just tired of looking at a screen. It's so draining, <laughs> so draining. But how do you think education will look in the future with everything that's happened now? Like we all know that the virtual scene, like there's a lot of work that has to be done because if something like this was to happen again, like mm -mm. you can't go out sad like this. <laughs> I think we are going to progress more in technology because I think with so many people, we're so accustomed to Zoom now and Google Classroom and all these things. So mm -hmm. I think technology is going to be more prominent in the classroom. But um, my only concern is testing because it's just, People, I, I honestly took for granted being physically in a classroom with students because I could easily walk over to them, help them with something. Like, there's just something with being in person mm -hmm. and getting support versus I can't, if we're, like, across Zoom, I can't walk over to you and, like, look at your paper and, like, break it down to you if you're, like, at home and I'm at my home. But 
I I honestly don't know what it's gonna look like. Um, I I honestly do not know. I really do not know. I just feel like, cause I mean, at least in college, like for testing, you know, we don't take any like standardized testing, like you know, like K through twelve or anything. But for like testing exams, we have to use a lockdown browser where like you can only use this one window you can't go nowhere else and i mean i guess but yeah like you said it's nothing like face to face like you'd be able to go up to your professor ask him a question like office hours online tutoring online like it's just like a lot so yeah i definitely took for granted going to class like if i could take back all the days that i stayed in my bed versus going to class i would have got up because this is i'm telling you and so to tackle our last question, so how do you use your education like in your career with your brand and just even in your community? Like how do you tie your education into all of those things? Um ooh, I never thought of that before. I would say networking, networking, networking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the type of person I I really never judge. I, I try not to judge a book by its cover because I feel like you never know if you're talking to an angel, you know, you shouldn't. I'm the type of person, I'll talk to anybody because you never know what connections that person has, the advice and wisdom that person has. And so my biggest thing is I just try to get creative with my education and, um, you know, buy myself books or I may listen to podcasts or I'll read articles or I'll, um, Right now, like with us being at home, I'm, I'm attending a lot of um, virtual conferences. Like I attended a um, a Manifest 2020 conference and like my AKA conferences are online. So I just really try to network and reach out to people um, more so on a local level in a community level. I think we always try to reach out for people who already made it, are professionals. But you never realize, you know, your friend could offer so much advice and be so much more real and connect with people than, you know, someone who has a PhD. And so my biggest thing is I try to network on all levels, regardless of what position or status or anything that you have, because that just builds a community. And um, I was was a panelist for um, the USC grad chapter about two weeks ago. And um, something I mentioned was, um, what was that book at? John Maxwell, he talked about um, the power of five, but it mainly talked about how one of his quotes said, if you're at the top, if you hate it at the top, then get off. So pretty much, you know, as you elevate, you should take the people who help you, you know, move up, like take them with you. You can't just make it to the top, forget everybody that helped you get there. Cause it's easy to fall off that way. Right. But I would say, you know, just being consistent with the people who I value as a resource and just reaching out to them and, you know, just kind of motivating them. Like you don't have to wait until you get your master's. You don't have to wait until you, you know, get this certain job title. If you could be a resource now with information, you know, now, that's way more valuable and it will connect with so much more people versus someone that they feel like they aren't in reach with 
So that's been my biggest thing is just networking with anybody because you never realize how that person could be a resource to you. That's good. And that's something I'm definitely learning in college, like trying to scope out, you know, when the professors give their little bios and everything, like, oh, you went to school for this? Okay, let me become your friend. You know, all of that. So that's really good. Um, So now we're going to get into self-empowerment. And so I know you kind of gave like a little rundown in a few of the sections, but kind of just give us like a little more thorough and detailed rundown of These She Speaks and how it came to be and just your brand in general. Okay, so it literally just came from me feeling like I had no one to talk to because there were days where I couldn't talk to my parents, I couldn't talk to my college friends, I couldn't talk to my high school friends. Sometimes I didn't feel like talking to God. I was like, you know what, (laughs) I'm irritated right now. (laughs) So I really got into journaling. And whenever I did that, it just, because um, I'm telling you, you got to go listen to that, my last episode, because Ashley, right, she was like, when it comes to journaling, those pages don't judge you. They just let you be your true, authentic self. It just allows you to just flow. Like, you don't have to worry about this person saying something about you. This page judges you, like, your hand exactly, like, pages <laughs> allow you to just be yourself. And so, my biggest thing was well, if I want my truth to be heard, well, I don't want it to be all about me because if I'm boastful, it's all about me. Nobody's going to hear my truth every single time. Mm-hmm. And so I just use, I just started off with myself, but now I use it as a platform of, okay, can I connect with you so that you can tell your truth? Like, how'd you go through this relationship or this business opportunity? Mm-hmm. And so um, she speaks, it initially sounds like it's for women, but I like to kind of focus on the he within she as well. So it's also a platform for girls, boys, women, men, anybody that feels like they need a safe environment to share their truth. Mm-hmm. That's like, it doesn't matter. Like I try to um, guest show people on the podcast, but it could be as simple as you have a story to tell, you have a poem you wrote, you have a quote that you use that you created yourself that you want to share. And I just feel like, in any aspect, I just really try to get people to shed life, shed light on their truth. Because like I said, you never know how you could be a light to someone in the midst of what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And so it was mainly how can I provide in a safe environment where people feel safe enough to speak their truth, regardless of you know what's going on or regardless of what's happened to them. That's good. That's good. And so when somebody's listening to your podcast or reading your blogs, what are maybe like three things that you would want them to take from that? And I know you talk about a lot of different things, but yeah, what are three things that you would want them to take away from that? Um, so I try to, I'm a notes type of person, so it, mm-hmm. you got to be color coordinating and everything. <laughs> but I also have to do acronyms. And so, um, cause that kind of helps me remember, you know, the main basis of things. Yeah. But the main thing I try to focus on is the three E's, which are elevate, empower, and educate. So regardless of if you're listening to a podcast or scrolling through the blog, I want you to at least take away one E, whether that's you read something or listened to a podcast and you educated yourself. You read something and listened to something and you empowered yourself or somebody else or you elevated yourself. So my just big 
thing is like the three E's, like elevate, empower, and educate. That's good. Um, okay, so when life gets to going and stuff is getting tough, how do you take the values of just your brand and why you created it in the first place? How do you take that to help you continue to push through the rough times in your life? It, it just really makes, it's eye-opening even to myself because it makes me realize, Sierra, life happens, reality happens, regardless of what pedestal society puts you on, regardless of what education background you have, socioeconomic status, regardless, it doesn't matter. It just really shows me that, because um, we naturally want to make sure everything is perfect, everything goes smoothly, but it just really showed me that I just have to, like, I can't stop, I can't get in the way of myself and be like, you know, my own roadblock. I just have to go with the flow the best way I know how mm -hmm. and just, um, just, you know, kind of give myself grace and know that life happens regardless of where I'm at, what I'm doing, what level I'm on, life is going to happen regardless. So I just have to figure out what works best for me because, you know, and I tell my students this too, like what works for somebody else may not work for you. So you need to figure out what works for you and that's all you can do. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I've been learning going through counseling because a lot of things that happen, like even out of my control, like I would just hold it against myself so much. And she was just always telling me like, you have to give yourself grace for stuff. Like, okay, you don't feel like doing this today, that's okay, like, tomorrow, God willingly, like, you will have another chance, like, you can pick up and do that tomorrow, so that's really good, and so with everything that we talked about today, how can everybody that's going to watch this, listen to this, how can they support you? So, you can follow my social media handle, so you can either follow the Sierra Bowers, and that's spelled T-H-E-C-I-E-R-R-A- B. Or you can just follow Does She Speaks. It's probably easier to follow. But um, I would just say, you know, if you're someone where you feel like you aren't ready to be on a platform to be, you know, a guest speaker or anything, it could be as simple as, Sierra, I'm going through something and I want to shed light on my truths. Can I send in a poem I wrote? Can I send in a story of something I went through? Can I send in, you know, a quote that helps me you know, keep going, and it doesn't have to be, okay, can I be a guest speaker for the next episode, like, if you're not on that level yet, um, like, it doesn't matter, I even have um, some of my students listen to my podcast, because you just never know what a person is going through, and so I would just say, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about you and your truth, and if, if you can't live for anything or anybody else, live for yourself, and, you know, just speak truth, and just live in truth. That's so good. Uh, so that is the end of all that we have today. If and every um, handle and everything that Sierra just mentioned, it'll be in the description, in the caption, wherever you're watching this at. Um, and if you do, you have anything else that you want to mention? You want to say before we hop off of here? I just want to thank you for this opportunity. Like this is the most brilliant thing ever i just love empowerment and uplifting especially on a um more so local level because i feel like a lot of people think podcasts are okay you gotta be a celebrity like you gotta have this amount of money i'm telling you it's it's a 
it's a process but if it's something you want to do it doesn't matter like just go after it but um I just I'm so proud of you and I just love this platform and I just pray that God allows you to prosper in it and that you continue to walk in your plan for him and just um don't give up on yourself because I if anybody's listening to this um just know that if you're in this moment God did not bring you this far to leave you and he wouldn't bring you this far if he knew you couldn't handle it so just take one thing in one moment and one day at a time but I mean, don't don't be too hard on yourself. Just give yourself grace and just take one thing at a time. That's so good. Thank you so 